0: good evening folks and welcome to this week's installment of officially patricia i'm patricia and this week i'm sitting down with someone very special a godson for bored middle-aged women everywhere but also a trailblazer for the lgbtq plus community she's found great success in her industry but she's no stranger to oppression she's also a presidential medal of freedom winner and a 68-time emmy nominee folks please welcome ellen degeneres
1: Hi, Patricia.
0: Thanks so much for coming out to our studio tonight.
1: It was no trouble. I'm great at coming out. <laughs> That's actually
0: what I want to discuss with you tonight. So for listeners who may not know...
1: I'm vegan. <laughs> well, that too. But yes, I came out as a last on live TV, which was an interesting experience.
0: <laughs> I bet. So you've had a very impressive career, from being on Johnny Carson to having a very famous show of your own. And as a little kid in Louisiana, did you ever see yourself living the Hollywood life or becoming the icon that you are today?
1: The short answer is no, but if I had to get into it, I guess I would say I never expected the journey that got me to where I am, but I've always loved comedy. Growing up my parents were a little celebrity obsessed, and my brother actually went into comedy before I did, so I guess you can say I was kind of raised surrounded by the people I've become.
0: But you had somewhat of a normal upbringing, right?
1: Yeah, for the most part. My parents were kind of odd, and they divorced when I was 16. My brother lived with my dad, and I lived with my mom. But apart from that, I was just your usual kid.
0: And I understand that your formal education was short-lived.
1: Well, I mean, I enrolled in the University of New Orleans for a very brief period of time in communications, but I actually dropped out with the sole intention of pursuing comedy, or really anything other than a normal middle-class career. And as you can see, I guess that worked out.
0: So you, at the age of, what, 19, 20, were able to completely abandon a traditional education in order to become a comedian?
1: Well, I worked every minimum wage job job there was, and in the evenings I would do stand-up at coffee shops, bars, really anywhere that would have me. I actually became somewhat of a regular at this place called Clyde's Comedy Club in New Orleans. So how did you get from playing coffee shops to being the first female comedian invited over to Johnny Carson's couch? It was really just a lot of hustling. I mean, I worked about 7,000 jobs, and I performed whenever I could. I was named Showtime's funniest person in America in 1982, and then the Johnny Carson thing practically fell into my lap in 86. Looking back, it was a bit of a crazy journey, but at the time it just felt like hustling. So the set you
0: performed on Carson, the phone call to God, I'm curious as to how you got the inspiration for that piece. And I know that a lot of comedy comes from a very dark place in a lot of cases. So does that apply to this piece about God? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah.
1: My girlfriend died when I was 20 years old. It was a car accident. And I loved her so much and she was such a wonderful person that I just wondered why God had chosen to take this beautiful young woman away from me. So I thought, what if we could just call God and ask?
0: Yeah, and that bit is so funny, but also so meaningful to you. And it's clear that it meant a lot to you. So, I've got a question about hustling, if you don't mind. Sure. When would you say the hustling stage totally ended?
1: I mean, the hustling stage never really ends, but the whole trying to make rent period ended when I got my sitcom. And the sitcom on ABC didn't even debut until 1994, right? That's right. It took a while for things to really take off. I was touring all over the country trying to figure out who I was as a comedian. I would do things on stage that weren't really my style, but I did them because people told me to. I wasn't sure how to be my own kind of comedian quite yet, but the sitcom definitely helped with that.
0: Right. So, your sitcom was going pretty strong for, what, three years?
1: Yeah, just about. We were starting to build up a lot of momentum, but after I decided I wanted to be fully transparent with my audience and come out, the ratings started to go down. A lot of people thought that I came out to be a trailblazer or a hero of some sort, but I really just did it so I could start living an honest life.
0: So you actually came out in April of 1997 in a Time Magazine article, right? And then a week later, your character came out on national television with about 42 million people watching.
1: On the ABC show, (laughs) yeah.
0: And that's of course very admirable, but not everyone thought so, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, so there was immediately a ton of pushback from viewers. I also got a lot of letters saying, I felt so alone until you came out, and basically thanking me for showing that it's okay to be yourself, even when you're on TV. But, yeah, I would say the majority of viewers were not pleased. So that was the first time I really experienced depression uh, for being gay.
0: So the Coming Out episode actually won an Emmy that year. But then in July of 98...
1: We were cancelled. Everything came to a screeching halt. I lost everything and fell into a depression. It was a really dark time. So you're basically out of work for four or five years before you get the current Ellen Show? Yes, I got the Ellen Show in 2003, right after I did Finding Nemo. Voicing a fish really gave me some perspective. (laughs) I can imagine. So that show has been going strong for about a year when you meet Portia? Yeah, that sounds about right, because Portia and I met in 2004. We met backstage at an awards show, we were engaged four years later, and then we got married in August of 2008. Interesting enough, California actually only legalized gay marriage for a few months before banning it again, so Portia and I just barely made it. We were really lucky.
0: And now you're a power couple.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's right.
0: So you've kept the same show since 03, but you've been doing a lot of new things
1: in the past decade? Yes, so I've recently become a very active animal rights advocate. Portia and I are vegan, as I mentioned before, and I also started the Ellen Fund, which I'm really proud of. We're working around the clock to try and protect endangered species. That's amazing, and I
0: understand that you were awarded the Petco Foundation Hope Award in 2011?
1: Yeah, that was a really big honor.
0: Yes, and speaking of honors, you are a Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't want to win anything from the current president, but the past one... Yes, that's honestly one of my proudest accomplishments. That's incredible. So what would you say you have learned from your career? Well, I learned a lot of compassion from being discriminated against. Everything that's ever happened to me has taught me compassion. It's our challenges and obstacles that give us layers or depth and make us interesting. They're not fun when they happen, but they are what make us unique.
0: Ellen, thank you so much for joining me tonight.
1: It was my pleasure, Patricia.
0: Folks, Ellen DeGeneres... Make sure to catch The Ellen Show weekdays at 3 p.m. And tune in next week as I sit down with your mom.